I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Of course, radio that today the game and that today in the game.com. You really don't remember, do you? All right, all right, we get it. Okay, all right. Sports <laughs> radio that today the game and that today the game.com. That's the NBA or CBS from the 70s. No, the, the one from the 80s was the one that was the, that, yeah, that, that was the one. That was. CB, not NBC. That was the CBS. Oh, I don't remember the CBS. All I know, CBS having is NFL. Really? Dude. You, you okay? All right, that's that's because that's but you know that's one thing that they mentioned in the first game when Magic Johnson came on the set. They said, "You remember your first time you played in the NBA Finals? The games were tape delayed; they weren't even live. That was when the games were on CBS, and 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 then it was by that point. And that's why we kind of put Larry and and Magic in a whole separate little area. We bronzed their shoes and put them on a whole because they brought the NBA into it." Into being live. Do you think the NBA would have went under if they you didn't know, have it, two it, stars? You know, it, it, I don't know if it would have gone under, but it wouldn't have taken off the way that it did without those two at the same time. And that's why they get the love and get the respect. And they, they, they totally deserve it because having that story acted out coming from college to the NBA was so big for the league. It, it, it really was. And, um, you know, everybody that makes money, to me, all the guys that made money since that time, Stand on those guys' shoulders. They, they really do. And, um, you know, when somebody who remembers that time, yeah, it, it, it's a big difference from today and what we see in all the, the pregame shows and the halftime shows and, and all the stuff that goes on with, uh, with, with the NBA. So before we get to our Warriors talk, did you see the, uh, the was it, it wasn't called Showtime, Winning Time, HBO series? Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you think they depicted it well? It was well written, well acted. Uh, it, it was. It did, was. It was. Did, did Larry Bird actually show up to the press conference holding a Budweiser? <laughs> no, but 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 he could have. <laughs> the, 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 I could easily believe that. I could believe that happening. I really could. He was that. that he was that kind of character. Oh man, he's going to do man. his thing. Yeah. Remember, wonderful French lick, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bobby Knight was nothing to do with him. Right. You know what I mean? So he ended in Indiana State. Yeah. Well, uh, well, he went to Indiana for one year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm, you know, he, he, he well could Bobby Knight not stand him, or could he not stand Bobby Knight? <sighs> or was well, it I, mutual, you know what, mutual hate hate? Either that or Knight. You know, Knight wasn't going to conform 
to have to have the guy there. You know what I mean? He wasn't at that point. Knight was like you know the, the my way or the highway kind of guy. Well, at that point, was was it ever where was that not a point? Didn't he start that way? Who's that? Knight. He, oh, so yeah. you said by then he was that way. Well, I'm, but he I'm was that way because he, by yeah. the time he won some championships, right? He, he okay. won. You know, so he yeah. had a little smoke behind him too. You yeah. know, hey. I, I won championships. I don't have to have right. you. Yeah, and, and I'm a year away from being undefeated, which he didn't know at the time. But, yeah, you yeah. know, you know. So I mean, that's that's the thing. He he's um, he, he was a different. He's a uh, totally different animal at that time. So uh, so he could for, felt like he could afford to do that. But other team in the state ended up getting to the championship game, and the the future and the the, the outlook for the NBA was totally changed, folks. Glad you're with us into the into the eight o'clock hour, and we say uh, we say good morning. Somebody, what, what what area of town you want to say good morning to? You you, you can pick one this time. Uh, let's go up to Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill. Let's say hello to the folks up in Sugar Hill, up there in Gwinnett County, right right there by the lake. You're yeah. almost, almost at the lake. Yeah, you, you know, know kind, I mean? kind of halfway Forsyth, halfway uh, Gwinnett County, Gwinnett. right there in the middle. Yeah, some beautiful, beautiful real estate and homes up there. Very I nice. I love homes. going up there. Got a nice park, a nice yeah. amphitheater yeah. out there. Yeah. That's so, nice. So yeah. yeah, it's nice, nice up that way. All right. Hope everybody's having a good morning out there. Way, especially we're gonna go hang out on the lake today. So it might be a nice day to go there. You know what? We got a new addition to the Hawks family. Late I last heard night. you. You told me about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, for people who haven't noticed, if you go to Hawks uh, Twitter, uh, Trey Young became pops last night. Congratulations, Congratulations to Trey to... and Shelby. I uh, got a son, Titus. Okay. Uh, was born last night. I hope dad's going to hold on to him and not do any no-look passes with him. And then he'll hold that. Dad will hold on to him. Yeah. We're trying to go for that. Two things we want to find out. What's the nickname for this kid going to be? Okay. Ice Cube or Shorty Ice? Uh, I, I, what are we going to call this kid? Uh, well, man, that, that's a tough one. I don't okay. like Shorty okay. Ice. Ice okay. Cube. Min, min, how about Mini, mini, mini Ice? Or, mini or, Ice? Yeah. We're we, we going to come up with you a know, nickname for or, this kid. Or, or Crushed Ice. Or, we're going to come up with a nickname for this okay. kid. And also, how soon does he get an NIL deal? Oh, he can get one tomorrow, probably. <laughs> <laughs> all your diapers are free. All your diapers are free. Gerber. All that, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. This kid's going to have an NIL yeah. deal, man. Yeah. But uh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, Trey is pops. And uh, the proud pictures of uh, he and Shelby, their mom and dad with the, with the, with the baby. Are, are and and he'll adorable. be around for the wedding. Because yeah. they haven't gotten married. They're engaged, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. The future Mrs. Trey Young's gonna say, "Hey, let me, you know, get back into my, 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 you know, my form for yes, my wedding dress." You, to, you know, man, that is so important. Now yeah, that, that so, picture lasts. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So that's that's the thing. That's that's what he's doing for his summer vacation. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's, it's, wasn't it wonderful that it happened during the off season? There was no Trey Young baby watch during the playoffs <laughs> or the or, or the last. You know, oh, Trey's out tonight because he's expecting yeah, his first child. Yeah, I'm glad that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, you know, even yeah, you know with you those know? whole. Eight games they got to play in the playoffs, the yeah. two playing games and the six of the series. Yeah. Did they go six? I can't remember. So we, we got, we got, yep, and then yeah, we had the two plays. So eight, eight games. There you go. And there he goes now. So uh, fantastic, fantastic. Welcome, Titus. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We'll, and we'll be getting to see that guy, I'm sure, uh, coming up. So had to have him in the area. Um, Sam Crenshaw in, Red Clarkson out. Uh, today, but so glad that you are still with us wherever you're listening around the area. Thanks for joining us here until 10 o'clock. Uh, this morning and back tomorrow morning from 6 until 10. As always, weekends here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. If you missed us earlier, we've been talking about the Braves. The Braves get a 3-1 win last night in 10 innings. They've now won three in a row. 
Uh, the trip to the mountains has been good for them, and they're winning, and lots of fans showing up cheering for the Braves out there. That is uh, great. Not so news. News not so good for Atlanta Dream. They fall last night to uh, Chicago Sky. Uh, their record now at 6-4. and four. They are taking on uh, the Indiana Fever tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m., down at the Gateway Center in College Park. And I'm sure they'd love to have you come pack the place because they've been getting sellouts at home as this team's been off to a tremendous start. Oh, I'm going to go so I can see the young lady from Jackson State play. Yeah, oh, I was right. Yeah. Right. She's a part of the Indiana Fever team. Oh, baby, Indiana I got something to do tomorrow. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Dude, I think I might go down there with you. You go and check it out. That's coming up tomorrow uh, at 3 o'clock. Of course, um, the NBA Finals going to continue tomorrow. Uh, Boston against Golden State. And earlier we heard a lot from the – uh, from the, from the Celtics, uh, thoughts about them from uh, from getting that win. A lot of people were surprised, didn't expect them to go into San Francisco in that brand new arena they're playing in there and come out with a victory. Especially after the start that Steph Curry got up to in that game, and still Boston was able to weather that storm, clamp down that defense, and take that first game one twenty to one hundred eight. They're going to play again tomorrow night. Well, how about some thoughts from the Golden State side of things? Let's talk about these Warriors. Here's what Clay Thompson had about trying to make some shots. They got some great looks from three. That kind of blew the lid open for them. For them. You go 51% on 41 shots from the perimeter. It's hard to beat a team that way. As Clay Thompson talking about that. Obviously, you want to see a big night from him. We know the story. We know the struggle he's had to get back out on the court and and to get back to the championship series. Uh, he had 15 points in that game, a uh, 6 of 14 field goals attempt, 3 of 7 from 3. You know, you obviously want to see him kind of match up with, with, with Steph Curry. That's what you kind of expect when you watch that basketball team. We've seen him do it for so many years. But Celtics play great defense, and that is something Thompson says that the, uh, the Warriors are going to have to respond to. Ask any basketball player, when you get great looks from 3, Everything else feels easy, so it's on us to be better Sunday and play with more force on the defensive end and not let them get so comfortable. Yeah, they got to go out and, and play some defense. The team that's, that's going to be a, that has a reputation for outscoring its opponents uh, consistently going to have to ramp up things on the defensive end now against this Boston team as they didn't have a great effort from, from Tatum. Tatum. Jason Tatum, only 12 points. You expect a lot more from him and you know it's coming in this second game, so Golden State's going to have to be ready going into that contest. Uh, Steph Curry with these thoughts about dropping that first game. It's not ideal, but um, believing who we are, how we deal with adversity, how we responded all year, how we responded in the playoffs after a loss. So, you know, when you have a team that just finds a little bit of momentum like they did and they keep making shots, so it's, a tough, <clears throat> it's tough to kind of – Regain that momentum. Yep, it's tough, tough to get it back, and sometimes it, you know, sometimes you can make it happen, but that time they didn't. Uh, Curry with a big night, thirty-four points, a uh, big first quarter. Uh, my goodness, he came out just came out of the locker room just firing away, and you was like, what could Boston possibly do? When you saw what <laughs> the, the the big advantage that they have, Boston's didn't panic. You know, didn't panic, and I think both of that goes back to the great coaching on both sides. Uh, you know, great coaching uh, from a great coaching lineage on both teams and uh, just kept the teams grounded and said, look, you know, bad things got off to a bad start, but let's stay with it and let's continue to do the things we do and play that great defense. 
And Steph Curry had these thoughts about watching, and, and it, was, it was tough just watching that game slip away. Just couldn't get enough stops, and you know, let that lead melted away in the fourth. So it's uh, there's a lot of bright spots to how we play. Got to get over the tough feeling of letting one slip away. If that one did get away from them, they get another chance tomorrow night. Now we talked about Steve Kerr and his coaching influences, and he's been here before. You know, he's been here before with this team. He has them back now. Um, he saw them have the great lead, but he knows the difference in being there at the end, and this is what the coach had to say after his team set back. It felt to me like we, uh, we didn't close out very well uh, in the first half, and that allowed them to get going a little bit. Um, but again, got to watch the tape and see, um, you know, see where the breakdowns occurred. One of the things you didn't get was more points out of Draymond Green. Uh, four points, and he's not one of the guys you look to to give you the 25, 26 points. And I know that that's not what you look to from him, but you do want more than four points. Now, he got 11 rebounds, five assists, and he's out there doing the things that you usually like Draymond Green to do. Here's here's some thoughts uh, from him about, uh, about after this game and seeing this one slip away. Whether you win every game at home, you still want to win one on the road. In our history, we've always won one on the road, so it's just nothing to panic about. It's the first team to win four games, not the first to win one. So he's saying, hey, you know, he only played one game. You know, he's not going to panic. Eric, what do you think when you hear that from him? Well, I, I like that. That's leadership out of him. And, um, you know, I've seen several teams win 1-0. I do believe, was it Milwaukee down 2-0 last year in yep. the NBA Finals? Uh, I remember as a young man watching the Philadelphia 76ers win the first game on the Lakers, not win another game. Yep. So I say this, you know, I'm not going to say game two is a must win, but it's a must win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do not want to go back to Boston down 0-2. Boston did what they were supposed to do. They got one on the road. And, that they, you know, look, look at the Hawks last year. The Hawks got their first – Road game in every series. Yes, they did. You know, so getting that first one is important. But like you said, it's not the first to one. It's the first to four. I still like – I agree with you. I think it's going seven. And game seven, going to be on that Tuesday night or whatever night it is, man. Just going to be wait to go. So, I think we got a long, good series ahead of us. They'll adjust. I don't think Boston can shoot like that again at Chase Center. What they shot on Thursday night was – unbelievable. I just don't think they can do it again. Maybe they can't do that again, but they can still bring that defense back, and sometimes yeah. that defense can Defense travels. Yeah. Absolutely, you know. They're not making the baskets. They just tighten up the, tighten up the screws on that defense that they have for us, and we will see what, what happens and gets them the outcome that they want to have. Just some thoughts on the NBA Finals. Uh, of course, we have more on that, and of course, tomorrow we have that Terrell Thomas, who keeps an eye on things as far as NBA, especially with the Hawks, is going to join us tomorrow tomorrow morning to get us our preview on game day. You want to stay tuned for that. All right, coming up at the top of the hour over in Paris, uh, you have your croissants and your coffee and ready to, to watch the, you know, whatever you like to have for breakfast French style. Uh, Coco Golf going for the women's championship. Her first coach here in Atlanta going to join us coming up next. Talk about working with this young phenom and how she watches her play this morning, this most important match. Jewel Peterson is coming up next. You don't want to miss our talk with her. That's coming up here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com.
Radio, 929thegame.com. Sam Crenshaw flying solo this morning. My name is Greg Clarkson. Uh, who will be with us. I don't know if he'll be with us tomorrow, but he'll be back next week. Um, but not with us today. I'm so glad you're with us. Got Eric Slaughter, other side of the glass. And this is a very special uh, morning uh, for a lot of people. Of course, if you follow tennis, it's uh, the second um, Grand Slam event of the year, the French Open. Two weeks of tennis in Paris and uh, back on schedule. Uh, this event is back in the spring. is a very difficult test to play on the clay. It's not something that American players uh, usually succeed on or enjoy because we don't grow up playing on that stuff. But one Corey Coco Goff has found a way to make it to the championship match in singles and in doubles today. And we're less than about a half hour away from the start of the match. And joining us now on the WaitForIt.com hotline is someone who knows this uh, young phenom so very well. Jewel Peterson uh, has played the game at his highest level, an All-American at Southern Cal, played the WTA Tour, and been an, an instructor and a teacher of, uh, of the game here in the area. Welcome to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Jewel. Okay, we'll see. Eric, see if you can can work on work on that connection with her. Having a little bit of have a little bit of a breaking up, and see if we can get that worked out with her this morning. Because we want people to hear the story and uh, hear how she's worked with uh, with with Coco um, at a very young age. And a lot of people are curious about. It. Of course, she'll be back in town. Of course, uh, Coco will be in town for the Atlanta Open uh, coming up at Atlantic Station. Of course, Atlantic Station has become very popular. Of the women's exhibition match on the first Sunday of the tournament, and she will be playing in that match this year here in Atlanta. So people will get a chance to come out and come to Atlantic Station and see her play in person. Uh, you know, people, a lot of people are going to watch on TV or have been watching on TV from afar. You know, this past week and um, watching her make a make one by one the match to make it to this championship match, and she's going to get it. Let's see how we do things better with Jewel this time. Jewel, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here. How are y'all doing this morning? We're doing great. We're doing great. We're counting down to the start of this match. We're a little over a half hour away. Uh, how are you feeling uh, getting say, to um, watch someone uh, who's accomplishing something <laughs> and someone you've had a chance to touch their lives? Oh, my God. You know, I am so, so excited. You know, I've got the TV on and trying to see anything and everything that may have a story about her. Um, it's just exciting to see this journey and to have been a part of it, you know, and, and, and training her at a very early age. You could see it. You know, some people are like, hey, did you do you realize it at the time? Yes. <laughs> she was different, you know, from the start. And, um, you know, to see everything come into fruition, you know, it is just so awesome. I, I couldn't be more excited about it. Jewel, how old was she when you first made contact with her and first started working with Coco? Seven. She was seven years old, uh, seven years old, and I was picking her up from school at Durwood Academy, which is off of Camp Creek Parkway in the East Point area. And I was picking her up at 2.30, and we would go straight to the courts. We would get to Burdett Tennis Center, which is in the South Fulton area. Um, we took us about 30 minutes at that time because you didn't have traffic back in the day. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we would get out there, and I uh, would have her on the court by 3.30, and she was doing private lessons with me. So she was on the court training uh, two hours um, per day, and sometimes it went two and a half hours, but it was Tuesday through Friday I was picking her up at the time. And Monday, she was doing gymnastics. And uh, I always told the story that every time I picked her up, you know, I would ask her how school was and, and 
you know, she'd tell me about school and then next thing you know, she was super quiet. And then I'd look in the rearview mirror and she would be asleep. And uh, it was, uh, you know, <laughs> it was pretty automatic every time I picked her up. But every time we got to the tennis center, you know, I'd say, Coco, we're here. She'd look around. She'd get out of the car, grab her stuff. We'd go, she'd go inside the clubhouse. And while I'm getting the baskets and balls and targets and all the equipment out, she was changing and she'd already be out there on the court doing, going through dynamic stretching. And, you know, I always thought to myself, you know, I never had to ever, ever, you know, knock on the, on the locker room door and say, Hey, Coco, you know, are you awake in there? Come on out. (laughs) (laughs) I never had to do that. It was, she was, it was just in her. It was already running in her, you know, and I just feel, I've always felt that she was so motivated. I had so much passion early on. You got to imagine she's seven years old. Her parents weren't there. You know, they would come, her mom would come pick her up at the time. Her mom was teaching at Durwood Academy. So her mom would come and pick her up, you know, when, when she was done with school. Um, And then of course her dad was working and traveling at that time. So she was always out there with me, you know, fun coach, right? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) You know, so, but, but, you know, she was, she always worked hard and, she didn't need other kids around, you know, she didn't need it to be this super fun, exciting environment. You know, she came every day ready to work. Coach Peterson, this is Eric and so great to have you on. And, you know, Sam is a big tennis person and he, he talks about the yes. game all the time. And I've learned more about the game in the years past. Talk about uh, Coco's development. Where has her game really improved over these last couple of years? And, and what have you seen her change? And who did she grow up idolizing? I mean, I know there's a lot of young folks out there that are picking up the game of tennis. You know, they're going to idolize her now. Who did she idolize growing up? And talk about that game that's developed. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. So um, growing up, you know, Coco always loved Serena and Venus. We talked about them constantly. Um, during many of our sessions, we would, I would pull up video of Serena playing or video of Venus, you know, and um, I would always talk to her about, you know, how they play, the competitiveness, that drive, that killer instinct. And for her, you know, they were everything. So she was always trying to, to get to where they were, but not only get to where they were, but surpass them. And, you know, when it comes to her game, that was a great question. I think, you know, one of the major reasons why Coco continues to do so well out there is that the team that's around her now, um, they're so, um, oh, they're always looking to improve her game. And one of the biggest things is her serve. You know, when she first got out there, that was one of the biggest things that, you know, she would double fault a lot and still win matches, but. You know, we all knew, yeah, she's got to improve her serve so she could start winning points off of her serve and definitely not lose any, you know. Um, and so the serve has definitely been the biggest thing that's been, that has improved over the years. And then also her forehand, they've taken a lot of time to continue to work on it technically and, you know, to shore it up and make sure that she's not drawing too many errors from that side. Because um, the backhand has always been solid, but the forehand has always been a huge weapon um, but you also, you could see there were areas where, you know, they needed to really kind of work on a few things with the forehand side, and they've continued to do that. And, of course, she's playing tons of doubles. You know, she's in the doubles final as well today, which is incredible. Um, and so working on those volleys and that movement forward, 
Um, playing doubles has helped with that tremendously. So this is really why you are seeing, you know, a complete player and continuing to get better and better. We're spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Jewel Peterson, um, who has worked extensively with, with Coco Golf as a youngster. How old was she when her family moved uh, moved to Florida so she could you know, develop her game well, further? Was, yeah, um, going on nine years old. And, um, you know, they, they went down there and actually went with them uh, initially when they were first, you know, considering and, and transitioning to make the move and went down to where the training site was going to be and, you know, saw the other part of her family, which was a big part of it. Um, um, Corey, uh, Coco's dad and uh, Coco's mom, Candy, both of their families, their parents are down there in, in Florida as well. So they have such a big support group down there. And I think that's one of the major things that, you know, I love and still love Candy and Corey. I saw them a couple of months ago at a, at a wedding. Um, but they are just, they were always very supportive of me and what I did. And they were the kind of parents that were like, hey, you're the coach, you run it. You do what you think is best. And those are the kind of parents you want to work with. <laughs> and they were always super supportive and always, you know, trusting of what I was doing. And um, and even, you know, the, her extended family, just w- a wonderful family. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I was definitely got the opportunity to go down there. All right, gonna let you put your coaching hat hat on this morning. She's got a very sure. tough opponent she's taking on today. Um, what, what do you think is priority one for her? Because she's she's had to face some tough competition coming in but she's got the number one seed and she has some history and, and some records that she's facing as well uh, playing right now yeah. with, 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 with her uh, match winning streak. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, here's what, you know, one of the huge advantages that nobody's really talking about is the fact that, you know, Coco won French open juniors. Um, and so I just say that to say that Coco has been around and has played in big stages for a very long time. Um, even when I was training her, you know, at seven, eight years old, she was going down to um, the qualifier, which is a, a top junior tournament here in, in Georgia. And, you know, at 10 and 11 playing girls, 18, and killing all those girls, you know. <laughs> and just at a very young age, she has been able to handle pressure, handle big stages. She's been in the finals and, and been the champion in so many um, different stages. So one of the huge advantages is that she's not new to this. Uh, she's been around and has really been very LeBron-like in her ability to be able to, there's so much around her, so much hype, and then she's going out there and getting the job done. Um, when it comes to her match today, that's going to be a huge advantage. And then too, when it comes to her match today, she's got to make her first serve. That's huge. Um, you know, Slytech is, is aggressive and, and, and she doesn't miss. And really what she wants to do is just is the offensive early on. So making those first serves are going to be huge. And making the first serve so that she can control the point early. Um, Coco plays great defense, but the goal is going to always be to take control early in the point. Um, making returns. Anytime she's getting a second serve, she's got to step up and go for it immediately get Swiatek out of position anytime she's giving her a second serve. Again, controlling the points early on um, and just being willing to stay out there. You know, she knows that this girl is, is tough. She, 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 Swiatek's won, I think, the last two 
matches that they played. Um, and so she knows she's not going to go away. But I think the biggest thing in this match is continuing to be focused from the early on with controlling the point and then really, really, you know, working on trying to stay um, in the point no matter how long the points go. You know, she's like, I can stay out there all day, but Coco can do the same. She's athletic. She's moving well on the court. Um, she looks really, really good. I, you know, I, I, I say Coco three and three. Okay. Ooh. All right, the coach. There's a coach. All right, I got one last one okay. for you, coach. Um, so where are you going to be yeah. watching the matches? And and you know, will you be coaching from the from the seat of your house? Will you be screaming at the TV? What's <laughs> what, what's your experience like? Of course, of course. Now you know that. <laughs> you watch it at home. You're gonna you know have a little breakfast yeah. and, and bring it in. And bring it in exactly. Have my breakfast. You know, I'm going to be sitting right here. Yelling at the TV every chance that I get, um, and trying to yell at the top of my lungs all the way over to France. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm so excited. She's she's done all the work, and I think the biggest thing that I try to tell people is that this did not happen happenstance. Yeah, you know, this was, you know, her work ethic early on, passion early on, the right support team early on, um, the right coaches around her early on dedication early on, sacrifice early on, a relentless sacrifice in getting her from her team and her family members to her on the court, giving it all she had every single day. And that is the journey. Everybody doesn't make it. But if you don't have those elements and those aspects, there's no way you're getting there. So um, super excited to see her today. All right, before we wrap things up with Jewel Peterson, tell us what you're doing and, and where people can, uh, can can get in touch with you. You got any camps or clinics you're working on this summer? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, this summer we're doing um, day camps and evening sessions as well, and we're doing them at Powder, in Powder Springs at Lost Mountain Tennis Center and also at um, in Douglasville at New Manchester High School. And we've got that information on our website at petersontennismanagement.com. And uh, everyone can go there and they can see, um, you know, the schedule, the rates, hours, and the sessions. And we definitely have a few spots available. So we would love to um, hear from anyone who wants to get their child on this journey uh, to getting there. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic, folks. You can find someone. And, of course, you know, people who grew up on the south side, on the south side, of course, her father, uh, legendary Ernie Peterson uh, coaching and sending so many young people on to play the pro tour and to, and to college mm-hmm. scholarships. And you're carrying on that legacy so very well. Jewel, we thank you for spending some time and telling us the story of Coco this morning. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for having me this morning. It's always a pleasure. And we got to do this last year, I think. So I'm hoping that we get to do this a lot. That means she's doing well. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. All right. That is Jewel Peterson and, uh, Man, what a, what, a, what a story, man. Eric, what'd you think of that? I'm amazed by it. And, um, I mean, I'm just, her, for her being an Atlanta native, a minority, she can make so many influences in this game of tennis. I mean, think about it. Serena is on her way out. Venus is on her way out. And we have a 19-year-old African-American female who could be about to take this game over. How about that? How about Be- that? Beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Incredible. Um, and did it from the courts right down in College Park, right there down the road from World Change. That's where those courts are down there. So uh, just a tremendous story. All right, coming back, 
got more to go. Of course, we're here till 10 a.m. Coming back, we're going to get into things about something that Greg usually does. And we get into some of that with Greg. A little casting call. Can we do a little bit? Just, maybe just a little bit of that. He, he would like for us to do that today. That's coming up when you stay with us here on this Saturday morning on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Sports Radio, 929thegame.com. You tell me you don't remember that. I have never heard this song a day in my life. Are you serious? Yes. Right right about in this part, Brent Musburger is selling you a game. Really? He's selling you the Kansas City Royals against Sacra- you know, against uh, Portland, and you're thinking it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Okay, now. You say, I have no interest in this game, but now, Brent is going to sell it to you while this is happening right okay, here. Now, I know that was just a little I mean, Kansas City Royals play baseball. I mean, the Kansas City Kings. Kansas City, used to King, Kansas City, Kansas City Kings. Okay. Kansas City Kings. And then, did you say Brent Musburger? Yes. Didn't he make a big announcement yesterday? Isn't doesn't he do the Raiders now? He's been doing the Raiders. He he announced his retirement. Really? Well, yeah. it's about time. Yeah, I think he said he's going to do this year, and that's going to be then it. This is it. And he's going to hang out in Vegas. Yeah, you know he he beat everybody out to Vegas. He saw what was coming up with all this gaming and whatnot on okay. sports. Uh huh. And uh, he he got out there quickly after he did the last couple of games with ABC and ESPN. Okay, see, I didn't even know Brett Musburger did basketball. Sorry, Sam. I mean, I respect his I respect him as a announcer, but all I know him from is football. I I mean, next time you go on YouTube, you, I, I, I'll come in and show you. Because Busberger would come on the NBA and he would say you that it, it'd be a, it could be a game you had no interest in. Really? No interest. And he would come on and, and hype that thing doing that, and you would say, I got to watch this. Wow. I mean, I mean, well, think about it. That's the 80s. So he had the young Michael Jordan, young Dominique oh, Wilkins. Oh, you know, he had, but he was selling it to you. Really? Oh, he no nobody can sell an event like like Brent Musburger. There you go. Oh, you know what I mean? Go. I think he's a right young age of like eighty or something, something like that. Something like that, man. Yeah. So, and you know what? Yeah, you you and him have something in common. I think he was an umpire at one time. Was he? Mm-hmm. He okay. was an umpire. Well, maybe I'll be the next voice of the Los Angeles, well, Los Angeles, <laughs> Las Vegas. Vegas. You got to move out to Vegas, man, to be ready. Right? He moved out to Vegas in time and calling the, the Raiders games. I mean, he's called so much, including, uh, you know, Masters at Augusta. Really? He was Mr. Butler Cabin before Jim Nance. Wow. He was, he was, he's be the guy when they put the well, jacket I, on. I know he's a legend in this this field, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, well. he's, he's got, he's, he's cast a few checks. There you go. <laughs> Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Sam Crenshaw with you. Uh, Greg Clarkson out today. Um, it seems like we got a beautiful Sunday. It's a Saturday outside, beautiful sunrise, and hope you are going to get out and enjoy it today. I know last week a lot of people were moving around and in different places uh, because of the ho- holiday at the start of the summer season. Of course, pools are open and that type of thing. Kids want to go out and swim. And, of course, you know, um, kids are, you know, out of school, and they're not in school every day where they usually get meals. And so if some people are in need of, of some food, I want to throw this out there because I'm going to something after I get through here. Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity is having a food giveaway, and it's a drive-up. It's uh, happening today at Decatur at the at the uh, World Headquarters Center uh, for Omega Sci-Fi World Center on Snapfinger Parkway in Decatur. Um, you can drive up, and uh, it's it's a food distribution. And so you come out and, and, uh, and get some food. If you know someone that's in need, a family's in need, tell them about it. Or better than that, you know, if you can get them in your car, you bring them out there yourself. The address, once again, is 3951 Snapfinger Parkway uh, from 10 until 2. 10 to 2? 10 to 2 today. Great great window of time. That's Great window of time. So, um, you know, when I get through and get off our our program here, our wonderful Saturday morning broadcast, 
uh, and go out there and uh, and help out. And you know, you don't have to get out of your car. It's a drive-through, drive-through pantry. Come what through. role will you play? Will you be handing out? Will you be coordinating? You're just gonna do whatever they tell you. Whatever, whatever they say you need me to do. I don't know what they need to be done. What? What, what? Did now? Did you go online at West Georgia? How did at you? At West Georgia. Okay. West what Georgia. was your line name? That was got Lone Lone Dog because I was. It was only me. You were a one man. Yeah. Line. Yes. Yes. Of Omega Sci Fi, West Georgia. That's 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 me. Wow. What kind of, <laughs> why, why you say that? Well, I mean, because because that means you had to do all the chores. All the things. Are all, you know, all usually things. y'all can break them up. One guy can bring the breakfast. One guy can do the laundry. One guy can wash the cars. You had to do it all. Uh, yeah, dude. And and I mean, and back then the hazing was real because no, it was. No, there was no hazing, man. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, okay. You know, was 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 tested firmly. Tested firmly. Let's yeah. put it like that. Right. Yeah, but but uh, you know, we, we and of course the you know fraternity had a big event here in town a couple of Saturdays ago, the Seersuckers yeah. and Sundress, which is a nice a big social event. But we also do some service. Right. And will so you come out? So I will have the first opportunity to go to the Greek picnic next weekend. Really? Yeah, on All the right. campus of Morris Brown College. Okay. Uh, I'll be doing a broadcast there for News and Talk thirteen eighty WOK. Okay. I've been told that this is an experience that needs to be seen. It is. So I'm it looking forward to well it. Done. It's a very well done event. And, of course, with all the news that has happened surrounding Morris Brown yeah. in the last couple of months, mm-hmm. uh, it would be, be great to see a lot of people come out and get behind uh, Morris Brown College as they've uh, had their accreditation restored. And uh, that's that's obviously, obviously good news. Yeah. The Greek picnic. Looking forward to it. Should be a great time. Should be a great time. So we're going to be out at that uh, later on today. I just want to let people aware of that we mentioned Coco Golf, and I'll give a shout out to to Atlanta Open. Uh, Atlanta Open, of course, the tennis championship is coming up, uh, and Atlantic Station once again, July twenty third through thirty first are those dates, and the women's uh, match exhibition is on Sunday, July twenty fourth. Now I don't know if there are any tickets left for that because the tickets always fly out the door for that thing first uh, when when they, when they announce it, but Coco Golf. Uh, who takes the court here in, a, uh, in about, about less than 15 minutes, uh, will be coming back to Atlanta and will be playing. And hopefully during that time, her dad, uh, Corey Goff, who played basketball at Georgia State, will get a chance to come by Georgia State and get a look at the new Convocation Center uh, that's going up. Of course, he, him being a basketball-playing alum. And this week, Georgia State made an announcement about the Convocation Center and some dates you might want to m- mention, uh, November 18th, 19th, and 20th, uh, three other teams are coming in. Going to have a little bit of a, I guess, a bit of a, a tip-off event. And Eastern Carolina's coming. Uh, UNC Asheville and Texas A&M Commerce, who are making that transition, I think, from Division Two up to Division One, will come and play against Georgia State to help kind of help kind of break into place. You gotta, you know, get that first basket, get that record book. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, if, if I get in there before it, I'm gonna give me a basketball. I'm like, I had the first basket. <laughs> I got the first basket. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know. It, it's always gonna be great because that's that's you know that's news. I remember you remember this, Sam. I don't know if you were affiliated with George State then. I was there the night Lefty Drizel got his 800th win, I think, when or seven one of one of his milestones mm-hmm. as he was Georgia State's coach. So great time. So I mean, that'll be the. First weekend of the Jonas Hayes era. Yes. So hopefully he'll get his first and second win that weekend. I'm assuming he, they can't play all those teams. They'll probably play two of them. They'll play two of them. The way yeah. it's set up, Georgia State will play Eastern Kentucky on the 18th. Uh, they'll play uh, 
Texas A&M Commerce on the 19th, and then they will play UNC Asheville on Sunday the 20th. So they will play all of them? They'll yeah, play, play, yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah, that, yeah. that's a long weekend of basketball. Yeah, that's, that's, wow. uh, that's three days of basketball coming up at the new uh, GSU Convocation Center. So mark your calendar, November 18th, 19th, and 20th. The rest of the schedule is still in the process of being made, and you'll find that out you know, later on this summer, early in the fall, when they get that all put together and who all the uh, opponents will be. But that was a release this week. Uh, for the Georgia State New uh, Convocation Center. Now, normally at this juncture of our Saturday morning broadcast, Greg will do casting call uh, and tell you everything that he may know about uh, events, um, you know, productions around the metro Atlanta area, maybe around the state that are looking for extras and people just to fill in roles with these. uh, Because if you ride around town, you know, it won't take you long to ride up on a, 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 those orange cones with those yellow um, three letters. Slatum, three yeah. letters. I always try the, to figure out what they mean. With the arrow turning backwards or yeah. something and telling you where the base camp is, where everybody's, and you know there's a production going on in the area. You Sure enough, you follow that, and you're going to find your way either to some big old campers, uh, you know, the people living in, the, and the, the, the actors are getting dressed in and hanging out till they come out to play their part. Or you're going to see a bunch of cameras mm-hmm. as the folks on, you know, on the set. So, uh, one thing he has, he doesn't have a lot of dates, um, but he does have one, a major TV project that's coming up. This is Extras Casting Atlanta. People of all shapes and sizes, male and female, all ethnicities needed for multiple upcoming roles. 18 years and older, and you submit your name, age, current photo, contact information, mandatory. Uh, the COVID test, COVID-19 test is mandatory for this. They still haven't gotten the date down for this, uh, but put hello in the subject line. Email all your info to Extras Casting Atlanta at gmail.com, extrascastingatl at gmail.com. Uh, um, another thing is from Destination Casting, there's a strict COVID-19 set policy uh, for background talent. They, they must follow, um, they must get administered a test within 48 hours of work, and there's a bump, there's a pay. They're going to gonna pay extra uh, for going through that to be, on the, to be on the set for this particular thing. One other thing um, they have from Destination Casting, a new TV film. You got male and females, all ethnicities needed for multiple upcoming roles, uh, 18 uh, and older, and also includes uh, three current photos, no filters, no hat, sunglasses. Basically, they want to see the real you. You know what I mean? Some people feel like they want to do this. They get all dressed up to look right. like somebody else. Yeah. So what I do know, and I learned this from Greg, so this is summer. The one thing they do in the summer a lot for these TV movies, they do a lot of the Christmas movies now. So they'll be filming Christmas-type movies that will play this Christmas season, and they'll film them this time of the year. You so. know that means you got dressed up in Christmas time clothes. Well, yeah. It's a little toasty outside to be wearing that stuff. Okay, well, you know, if you want that, that paycheck, you do what you got to do. That's why they call it acting. <laughs> You act like you don't feel this night. Yeah, yeah. Act yeah. like you don't feel this ninety-two degree heat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that's what they do this time of year. So a lot of those, a lot of those movies are made right here in Atlanta. Absolutely. Also, there's a demand for uh, behind-the-scenes jobs, industry voiceover work as well. Um, so you make sure and go to www.georgia.org, and that, of course, is the website that tells you what they're looking for. If you have a certain ability, a certain skill, if you're a carpenter, beautician, uh, you know, makeup. Uh, that type of thing. If you're a florist, I know a florist man that that's made movie that made money during the pandemic when a lot of things were shut down. If there were any productions being done, right. they needed flowers for the set or whatnot, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of kept them afloat. Is that they uh, were able to get flowers out to the set where they were putting those productions together, and 
You know, that's another thing that's needed. There know? are, what does he always say? There's money flying through the air. There, There's ways to go out there and get it. Get yeah. your hustle on and adapt and just find, find, find your, find your lane. Yeah. Yeah. And once you do well, they find out you do it very well. You know, they're going to remember. The phone rings. Yes. The phone rings and the money keeps coming. It is simply an amazing thing. And it's happening right here in our town. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't get any better than that. That's the thing that's great about it. So make sure and follow what Greg has coming up uh, in the coming week. I'm sure he'll have a new edition of this coming up uh, in the coming week. And you go to uh, odyssey.com, 929thegame, slash local, slash casting call, uh, and for the full list uh, uh, each and every week of of what's coming up. And, you know, this is a good time of year. Uh, If you got minors, kids out of school, there are a lot of projects that are looking for children. you got to fill out that information if there's a minor uh, and and make sure and get that all filled out. All minors must have a certificate number from the Georgia Department of Labor. No minor can work on any film or TV set without that certificate. So that's something I think all parents ought to do anyway this summer. Get that certificate anyway, and then you see something your kids may want to go and be a part of, go ahead and do it. Put that kid to work. They can make some money. There you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Until they go back to school last week of July. Uh, <laughs> is it last week? Not the first week of August? Man, it gets so it gets earlier and earlier every year. Oh, man, the last week of July. That's crazy. Isn't that terrible? That's crazy. That's just, as Charles Barkley would say, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, but we got it for our 9 o'clock hour, final hour. Uh, you stay with us. We continue. We're going to talk about some other things. Of course, the NBA playoffs, now that we got, you know, the NBA on CBS music, he's, Eric has figured that part out. We're going to talk more about that. Oh, the Braves and, of course, Falcons yesterday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That and more when you stay with us into the 9 o'clock hour in Sports Radio 929 The Game at 929thegame.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Oh, 